Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Cap-wise, you're sort of medium to large. If they fit me, they tend to fit yeah, you. Yeah. I've never got it wrong. That's big fine. head, thank yeah, you very much. Yeah, it's not, not medium to large is fine. Anyway, here we go. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And welcome once again to the H&J Daily, some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. My last one for a few days. Yes, I'm having a bit of a break. Uh, But Andy will be with Max and Andy Goldstein as well for the next few days. But anyway, uh, we brought you uh, Steve First, uh, actor and comedian. Tell us about his new film and his new show. Normally football first, but it was uh, Steve. Steve first, yeah, spelt differently, but there we are. Um, we had a bit of a chat, covered some ground. <laughs> we uh, did. Andy uh, took us through one or two of his brilliant impressions. A <laughs> uh, rugby league man popped up. With, he was good. With some uh, summer crib sheet. And we found out how the Borough players are kind of getting a great team spirit. They go, get locked in a room, don't they? <laughs> yes. have to get themselves out. It's better than it sounds. It does. Here it all is. Last one. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. I love that story about the uh, sniffer dogs at athletic events. I look forward to seeing the dog chasing some of the competitors in the 100 metres. Yeah, well, it, it, <laughs> they just sort of let him go. <laughs> it, might, it might liven things up in the Commonwealth Games, mightn't it, really? So, yeah. <laughs> like, you know that thing when the, 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 they show how good police dogs are and they, you always wear a thing on your arm and the dog just goes for your yeah. arm like that? So they're all, well, they're all kind of lined up and then someone says, release the helms. <laughs> yeah. And then they chase them off. Okay, it'll work for me. Yeah, right, good. Okay, yeah. I'll watch it. Uh, watching the game last night, I thought it was, a, you know, you were more tense, you, you know, disappointed Spurs weren't brilliant. But yeah. from a neutral point of view, it was a really interesting game. Tactically, it was a much better nil-nil in the first half than it had been the night before. You know, mm. where it was just error upon error. But this was more, you know, more tactical. I quite, I quite I enjoyed the game, as Ray would say. So, I, I drew your attention to something that I've not had anybody mention at all uh, in that. And no, it's a big ask, I know, because Chelsea are not having the best time of it at the moment. But Tottenham have got eight points on Chelsea at the moment. But Chelsea play uh, on the plan Thursday, don't you, against Burnley? Yeah, it's very oh, hard, no, listen, hard game. Nobody has picked this up yet at all. If Chelsea were to win those mm. two outstanding games, Tottenham, they then play Swansea before Spurs play Watford. Spurs next play against Watford in the league on a Monday night. If Chelsea win both those games, they will be two points behind mm. Tottenham. Two points. Yeah, well, it just goes to show you what an idiotic season Chelsea have had. They've, you know, basically thrown away points against West Ham. Could have got a point at least against Tottenham after that first yeah. half. You know, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What I'm saying, so, it's not the, the, and I wouldn't worry top, about four, it because the top four races not run. Oh, they, you know, 
for Chelsea have got so many problems. You would not fancy them beating Burnley on Thursday night in any shape mm. or form. I mean, yeah, maybe a draw, but I, don't, I can't see them getting a win. Sir Jory, I think it's the third pen he's given away oh, this yeah, season. He does well love done. A pen, doesn't he? Um, mm. uh, yeah, I, I, not as you know. I think you saw Sissoko last night. Watched him for ninety minutes. Terrible. Don't quite get that, do you? I mean, no. everybody leaps to his defence, and I, I don't want to be understanding, but not for me, Beaky, as Big Alan would say. They were a bit lucky, really, Spurs, with the first goal because it could have gone out. The way it stayed along the line was yeah. amazing. But, he did uh, well, very well, uh, Son. That's not yeah, as good as the Alderweireld back. I mean, he didn't have a lot to do, but he's a bit it's ring It's an interesting rusty. thing, though, with Tottenham because Alderweireld and now we heard yesterday Moussa Dembele mm. may leave this summer. And what this is, not that they don't like being at Spurs, because they obviously do, but these are older players in their prime who realise they can earn more money. And so it's, well, not... it's, it's one more big payday for them, isn't that's it? That's right. Really? One it's not last good payday. for the club. It's all right if you can keep replacing these players. That's fine. Hmm. But if you can't, it's not good if some of the... You know, you, you need a mixture in, in the squad. One of the good things about Spurs is it is a mixture of young players and some experienced yeah. players. And so, you know, it's, it's not ideal if those players like those two start to... I, look, I, I personally, I think Demelie probably will be there next year, but I don't think Alderweireld will be. I think that might be the, the club's decision, really. Hmm. I mean, it's a shame, but um, it sounds like he wants out, so... I think they did top players at the end of the game. Christian Eriksen swapped his shirt with Pascal Gross. Mm. And I was just wondering: Do top players only keep the shirts they swap with other top players? You know, like did Christian Eriksen take home his Pascal Gross shirt? He might have done. He might like the player. You know, he might think he's a great player. Or did he just basically give it to the kit man and say, "Yeah, do something with that"? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Maybe they know each other. But yeah, no, I, no. I'm just wondering. There, you know, there've been situations all... in the past with players. Yeah, Cristiano Ronaldo, for example, must have swapped his shirt with a lot of players. Yeah. I, bet, I bet he you doesn't have a whole you, collection. You think of... he does a, uh, an Alan Sugar? Does he wash the car with it? <laughs> he may well, maybe possible. he does. Cuts it up and uses it for dusters. <laughs> yeah, like but our listener yesterday. There was he a cut up Andy Johnson's shirt. I can't remember the player was, but someone from a non-league team played in the FA Cup. And he asked, you could see it on the screen, he asked to swap shirts with a, one mm. of the league players. It was a kind of Premier League player. And the Premier League player took the shirt off. The guy was going to give me a shirt, and he basically said, no, you're all right. <laughs> That's what I, I mean. Look, but take it, though. Take it anyway. Don't say, no, you're all right, mate. I've, I've got enough <laughs> dusters. So it's not, it's not nice, oh, is yeah. it? Just no. take the shirt, whatever you're going to do with it. You know, make it look like you care, mm. even if even if you don't. It might not make it on one of those. Uh, remember Stephen Gerrard's house where he had all the dummies in glass cases, yeah, lovely, constantly yeah. revolving, showing you the shirts. Beautiful. I doubt if he'll do that with one of the <laughs> Dalej Amlet players' shirts, Ronaldo. But Christian well, Harris has got, pa- got Pascal Gross's shirt going around on a display case. I was once told that um, yeah. some players went round th- th- to a footballer's house and he had all his shirts up framed in his games room, hmm. and the player had to go out to uh, pick his missus up from somewhere and left the boys, the full squad, um, in his games room surrounded by all his signed shirts. <laughs> That's probably not a good idea. And when he returned uh, half an hour later, they were all playing snooker in the shirts. <laughs> oh. They'd taken all the frames down, <laughs> <laughs> taken the shirts out and put them on. It's very childish. It, it's very, <laughs> quite funny. Yeah, so imagine funny, that yeah. moment when he walked in and wondered why. So, hang on. He seems to be wearing Cristiano Ronaldo. What, and then that sudden realisation when the walls were bare <laughs> and knowing the amount of work and possibly cash you're going to take to put it back. Not not ideal. Mm. Now, you know, uh, we often talk about uh, the racing, the jump racing season. It, it's quite, it's it the, ends, yeah, the end. And then season. it starts again It's a, a 24-hour break, isn't it? About, it's about a week. Are you sure be, it's a week? It is a week, in fact. But Richard Johnson is unhappy because they've scheduled a meeting. He feels it's too long. No, it? no, they've scheduled a meeting during the annual break. 
He's getting rusty. So they're not even having the seven days this week. They've put a meeting right in the middle of it. Oh, wow. And he's not happy because he likes to, you know, be He likes to have meeting. that luxuriate in that week's holiday. <laughs> well, they do. They all need that week's break. Do you know, I'm, this afternoon, just for a bit of fun, I'm going to dip into some old programmes because they were, hmm. we've had this box. We're up in uh, the little desk that we kind of hot desk on us present. Oh, us yeah. present. There's a big box of programmes that were sent to us by a talk sport listener. And I sort of oh, kick, Moosa one, though. Kick them, every, kick them every day and never look at them. But there's some gold in there. For example, mm. who can possibly forget the game on Saturday the 10th of January 1998 uh, between Hartlepool United FC and Exeter City? It's not signed by Jeff Stelling, is it? It's, no, this, none of these are signed. Oh, well, yeah, uh, yeah. I don't know if the listener went along. But um, the, the programme notes, the, the manager's programme notes, Mick Tate, um, they call it Tatey's Pickings. <laughs> <laughs> Tatey's pickings doesn't doesn't Tatey's entice. Pickings sounds quite foul, really. It doesn't entice. Basically, these could be ri- written by a kind of manager's program notes generator. <laughs> Always, couldn't they? They could. There should be a program so you just kind of press F six for the first paragraph. <laughs> Welcome back to insert name of ground here for our something home match this week. We all hope the result is better than result that didn't go well in the auto windscreen shield against Scunthorpe we've now lost in certain games here at home this season both in the cup I can't criticise the way the lads played on insert day here you could just easily do Absolutely. F9 Did, were you making that up or is that actually this is what it actually said thank you for your support it's been tremendous with over put number of fans here at Notts County and let's have a look at the players if there's any players that went on to do something else okay. from 1998 here we are let's just look at any names that, uh, that any stand names out Jump out at you there, though. Cristiano. No, Blake was playing for Exeter. They, no, they'd always had some. Oh, was he on his way down or on his way? Oh, yeah, it's 1998. Yeah. I don't think he was in the prime of his career, was <laughs> no. he? Okay. Well, I will go through some of those this afternoon. We may return because I've, mm. I've also got Warsaw versus Mansfield in 1986, and who can possibly mm. forget that? And of course, uh, it's the four members' cup quarter final, <laughs> February 1987, between uh, Norwich. And Portsmouth, and oh, uh, there'll true. be some there'll be some gold in this, no doubt. Tremendous. I also last night, uh, you remember, I've, I've been compiling. Do you remember, I said to you, I had a proud boast that I reckon I could do 150 different voices. Yeah. So I started compiling the list. So I'll, 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 I haven't finished the list yet. I'll go through some of the names on the Hun- list. Later. 150 voices. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look, we can't wait. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hawksby Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sport. Coming up in the second hour of the show, we will be uh, joined by Steve First, the actor and comedian. And we're going to talk about skateboarding. We rarely do that, but it's going to be an yeah. Olympic sport in 2020. That was comma we're going to talk about. So we're not going to talk about skateboarding with Steve First. Well, he may have a point. <laughs> he may want to talk about that. I don't he know. Might. But uh, yeah. yeah, we because it's an yeah. Olympic sport, but it, mm. it may be that Team GB aren't there because they have no money. Well, it's the old story, isn't it? You know, chasing medals rather than developing sports that a lot of kids could be interested in. Yeah, well, we'll I'm sure we'll, they'll be making their case to us a little bit later on. We are going through these old programmes, Andy. Oh, yeah. And uh, I picked out three at random from a whole huge box. Uh, one uh, old Warsaw-Mansfield game, one Hartlepool United versus Exeter. Mm. And uh, Norwich in the four members' cup, the quarterfinal against Portsmouth. What a great game that must have been! Well, uh, Noel Blake features in two of these programmes, picked out of probably about a hundred in the box. That maybe maybe they're Noel's it. personal collection. Uh, guess who's playing number ten for Pompey? One Mickey Quinn. Oh, really? Or Mike Quinn? Oh, really? As he is here, yeah. as he's called by uh, the Norwich side, a lot of familiar names: Brian Gunn and Steve Bruce. 
Mike cool, Phelan, that must be. When's that Ian from? Butterworth. This is uh, 1987. Robert wow. Rosario, Dale Gordon. I oh, remember Robert Rosario. The yeah. old Norwich fans, there's a little tear in their eyes. We go through some of those uh, great old names. Uh, later on, Andy, I'm going to put you to the test. I'm going to tell you the player's name, and you've got to guess who they were sponsored by in the Norwich... No, no, the kind of business. <laughs> For example, Dale Gordon. Dale, a fine uh, man. Um, um, quite dapper these days. That's not a clue, of course, as he was then. I'd say it's a little pencil moustache. Trucking company, something like that. No, uh, it was Offords News Agents. Oh, really? Here we are, just a flavour <laughs> of what you can expect later Offords on in the show. Offords News Agents. Yeah. Unless we'll try but it's still paying off. You'll never guess who Steve Bruce was uh, sponsored by. Well, I'll tell you later on. Okay. Let's move on. Uh, Borough, among a number of sides, trying to get back into the Premier League. And uh, the boys have been uh, getting together now and again uh, in a sort of team-building exercise. Uh, and one of the things they've done was at Cludini in Yarm. Hmm. Um, what Clu- a clever title. Yeah, it is clever, isn't it? Cludini, where basically a number of the Borough players were uh, locked in a room. I'm sure there's many Borough fans who said, yeah, any chance of doing that between uh, <laughs> three o'clock and quarter five uh, on a Saturday? But no, locked in a room and then can only get out by solving puzzles and cracking codes. Catherine Younger is from Cludini. Good afternoon, Catherine. Hi there, guys. So, Hi. Uh, was it, you get a lot of this. You get, I suppose you've got a lot of businesses and sports teams coming along from a bit of a team bonding, building, exercise type thing. Yeah, all sorts of people come over. So we get a lot of businesses in. We, get, we do get a lot of sports teams. Normally, a lot of the amateur ones like to come in. It's a great team activity and a, an evening get-together away from the pitch. So, yeah, we get, we get lots of different people coming along, as, as well as just families and friends and things like that. Looking at the website, one room, one hour, one mission, unlock the puzzles, crack the codes, solve the clues, and get out. Sounds like quite a lot of fun. Where, is, is it an original idea, or had you seen it somewhere else? Um, we first did our first escape room over in Manchester about um, three years ago now, um, and we just came away. We did it as a family with our daughter, and we just came away thinking it's such a great thing to be able to do something totally different, different to the cinema and bowling and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um and at the time, there was nothing in in the um, area, so we just thought, actually, well, maybe we could we could bring that to uh, to the area. It took us a little bit of time, but we got there, um, and we've now got a branch in Yarm, which is a very small little town uh, just near Middlesbrough, and another uh, venue over in Darlington, which is a little bit further away, but um, a little bit larger as well. Yarm is where they train, isn't it, Middlesbrough? I remember going there once. Yeah, try, they Robson, yeah. yeah I don't know if it's still the training ground. It could well be. The um, so what happens after the hour if they've not? They don't leave them there. There's not still people lock, locked up in rooms uh, around oh, the arm, yeah. are they, huge. Catherine? <laughs> yeah, huge cupboard. No, yeah. no. Um, we, we let people out. It'd be a really bad business model, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it would <laughs> be, really. <laughs> Long white beards. Yeah, about <laughs> ten years later when you go back. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, so I love... When they get out, we go, we go, and, we go and chat to them and um, sort of talk them through kind of how they got on with the different puzzles, what they enjoyed, um you know, kind of what they found a bit bit more tricky and ask, answer any questions they've got. And then typically they all go on a skate to mm. somewhere nice and maybe a, a meal or a, a drink in the town. Uh, Patrick Bamford admitted that uh, they'd failed. Uh, the quote was, he said, it was really? quite hard they to crack the codes. For the first 10 minutes, we were walking around aimlessly thinking, how do we start this? He's quite a bright guy. Patrick. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And by the end, we were cracking on. If we'd had five more minutes, oh, yeah, they all say that, don't they? Yeah, five yeah. minutes injury time, <laughs> we'd have got out, but we didn't. So, in fact, if they were, I mean, it would have been great if, if, you know, if you were a fan of a rival club 
if you were a Sunderland fan, for example, you could have left them in there, couldn't you? Um, <laughs> well, to be honest, my husband was absolutely good at that. I, I was hosting the game because he was over in Darlington at the time. Ah. And he, I, I obviously, I'll be honest, I'm not a massive football fan, and mm. that's to, to be a bit of an understatement. So you didn't know any of these boys were when they came in? No, you didn't know not any of them? Not when they first arrived. No. Not when they first arrived. It was only um, afterwards, and I'd, I'd put the team sheet in, and I thought, actually, I do recognise a couple of these names from my husband, Chanon. So right. um, we obviously had um, Brice Asombolonga in, and mm. uh, Lewis Baker was with them as well. So they, they were quite recognisable names. So quite quickly, I put two and two together, came up with the right answer. Um, but they got exactly the same experience as everyone else. You know, they didn't escape. And like they said, you know, they spent the first, say, 10, maybe 12 minutes wandering around not knowing what to do. Right. And that is absolutely common when people first do an escape room. Yeah. yeah and obviously, right. if they got that time back at the end, they, I mean, I think they probably only needed about three or four more minutes to get out of there. Ooh, so uh, they did do really well. You're backing up what they who, said. Who came up with the title? It's a very clever title, Cludini. You know, my mother-in-law is going to be so happy because <laughs> she she came up with the idea when we were first coming up with the names, uh, different names, and she just said it, and we just thought, you know, that is really good. It, it does work. It does exactly what uh, it it says. Mm. Or equally, it's not anything as obvious as escape room yarn. Yeah, this also it says encourages teamwork. So do do the teams have to work together? It's not good enough just having one person who's absolutely brilliant at solving the clues. Yeah, it it. Our rooms very much you kind of you you're going to get further through if you work together on things, mm. and and it's a combination of sort of knowing where your strengths are, talking to other people, communicating and telling them what what you're doing, because they'll have seen something that's going to help you out and vice versa, and then every now and again you'll you you know she might end up working in pairs or in a three and then splitting up and and swapping over, and it's it really comes down to that good teamwork that gets people through it. And I have to say their teamwork was was fab. I mean, I think wow. to some extent that might have been a bit of a, um, a hindrance to them because there was only three of them in, at that time. It probably slowed them down a bit because there's so much to do in the room mm. that because they were working on everything together um, in the in- initial stages, they probably didn't get through the puzzles with quite the pace they did as they started working on different things and then coming back together when they needed to. I wonder if the manager find them when they got back. I doubt it. <laughs> but if you know, if Britta Sombolonga and uh, Patrick Bamford link up brilliantly and k- get Burr up, then you can claim, yes. know, Catherine, that you played a part in that at Clue Well done, so, yeah. uh, Good to talk to you. <laughs> Thanks. Thanks very much. No problem. Take care, guys. <coughs> Excuse me. Catherine Younger there from Clue Dean in Yarm. And uh, they've got frequently asked questions, Andy. Um, well, I was just, do I have to guess who was sponsoring Steve Bruce before you let me out of the studio? Today? Yeah, that's it. You're right. Okay, gone then. What line of business and the role of honour? Sponsors for players, match and training kits. Uh, Steve Bruce, then Norwich Centre Half. Local hairdressers. Uh, no, I'm looking here for a local hairdresser. Um, was there one who looked after someone else? No. Um, he, he, of course, you'll know this. Hemming, Graham and Paul, the chartered accountants. Ah, yes. They were, uh, they were sponsoring Steve at the time. I'm sure he, he uh, that was He'd probably nice. still do his books. Country people, country <laughs> ways. Graham Benstead uh, could call upon the work of crop care chemicals. Uh, they looked <laughs> after him. Uh, this is uh, Ian Culverhouse. Ian Culverhouse. The man that spawned a game, which isn't at all like another game <laughs> no. on Radio 4. Um, good afternoon, Max and Barry. Um, uh, Morals, ch- chartered accountants were very big yeah. for the side uh, at the time. And uh, Brian Gunn, or old mate Gunny, 
the Jacobs and Rob opticians. Not great for a goalkeeper, that, is it? <laughs> well, they were getting that there, Brian. Not good. Anyway, we'll, we'll dip once again into these programmes uh, from back in the day. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. Andy Jacobs has promised to give us uh, one of his 42 voices a little bit later on. Oh, yeah. I imagine they'll all sound much the same. They will. Uh, let's speak to now a man who can, he can certainly do more than that, but do them well. He's an actor, <laughs> comedian, and uh, you can go and see him in action. Steve First. Good afternoon, Steve. Good afternoon. How are you? How are yeah, you? good, thank you. Uh, people would know you. I've you from a lot of different stuff. If they were, they were going out on the comedy scene a few years back, they would know you as the great Lenny Bage. Indeed. Which a great kind of cabaret. Still doing Lenny. Artiste. Still walking um, my tawdry way. It's funny, I mean, you've done lots of stuff, uh, but people will also remember you from the, those series of ads for Orange, the cinema ads yeah. that you did for a long time. I did them you? for about five, six years. Yeah. And it was they were those adverts that, because you used to get the adverts, the normal adverts for product selling. Just and 20 yards the, from this cinema. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if only. And then you'd have the, the trials for the film, and then you'd have the yeah. ad to tell you to turn your phone off. Mm-hmm. So everybody saw those ads if you went... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The cinema for five years. They were excellent ads. Mm, they, they were very well. good. They and then really kind of well spawned done. a load of copycat stuff as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And um, Lenny Beige was, uh, of course, based on Frankie Vaughan. Um, amongst great. many people, but Frankie particularly with the high leg kick. Yeah, when I realised I could do a high leg kick because Frankie Vaughan was famous for you know kicking, yeah. the, well cocking the leg up and uh, giving the moonlight. Was, I used indeed. to do Frankie Frankie Vaughan's jacket. Did you? <laughs> yeah, that sounds like a fanzine. <laughs> exactly. No, I used to when we did fantasy football, I used to entertain David and Frank with my with your Frankie Vaughan. Frankie Vaughan. Oh, is that yeah. right? At the end of the first series, they got me a signed photo from Frankie. Yeah, oh. and he says you're more like me than me. It's That's like nice. It. Yeah. That's it wasn't true. Of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course it wasn't. By all now, my impersonations, it was. Did you two turn down? Marilyn Monroe, which of course he used to dine out on that story. Oh, yeah. oh, so right. Frankie Vaughan said because he was going to get his big break in America, mm. he was going to be the great, the great kind of mm. British hope, 
and went out there and had dinner with Marilyn, and he was like, "No, I'm a married man. I'm, wow, you know, I want to go back to Totteridge at the end of this, yeah. and you know." Well done yeah. to him. Yeah. Uh, now, uh, Steve First in character. Yeah. You've got some different characters that you're doing. I've got five or six. Five, yeah, yeah. yeah. One of which is Ernie Vass, yeah. the Walser owner. The Walser owner. <laughs> the fairground. Scream if you want to go faster. <laughs> the red light flickers, hold on to your knickers and push right down the end and make room for a friend. It is those kind of characters that you grew up with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That were in the periphery of your childhood that have always mm. interested me those kind of weird and wonderful characters that you can that we're all losing yeah. you know and the fact that he's a man who's holding on to what was you know the funfair which was you know was a great thing for a kid and now with the advent of super parks and extraordinary theme parks yeah. they're just a bit rubbish well i mean if you if you were if you were say two 18 year old girls and a dodgem about 25 years ago they uh, from nowhere <laughs> careful a 40 year old teddy boy would appear and start yeah. chatting you up oh, jump on the back same yeah. with the walk and start they, chatting you up give you a spin give you a spin it gives exactly. you a spin yeah. wouldn't it extra yeah, yeah, yeah. spin because, yeah. and there was that thing i mean you know it, it, it had that sort of slightly fly by night mm. um Grey area of you know people that were on the move. They were a little bit itinerant. They were kind of mm. what were you on the move from? Why are you keeping you know what? what do you need to travel yeah. so much? And the kind of carny boys weren't exactly. they in the, in the American tradition? Really. Rough were... but roguish, yeah. you know. And That's I just it. think you know those characters are being lost. And yeah. I do. I've always enjoyed characters that are a bit dark, um, and that have you know they've got a story to tell. Well, you've got a former Hollywood stuntman as well, Dave, Dave Pike. Pike. Dave Pike, put uh, you can keep your feet on the ground and your hands out of the fire. And Dave has, <laughs> has, has basically everybody's worked with something's happened to. Yeah. He's not the greatest stuntman in the world. <laughs> but, yeah. Oh, dear. I used to like that program with Lee Majors, the stuntman. It was Fall Guy. The Fall Guy. guy. The yeah, fall yeah, guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would have been a bit tremendous. on the nose of the stuntman, wouldn't <laughs> yeah, it? Was yeah, it was the Fall yeah, Guy. Yeah. That's it. And, yeah. of course, because I mean, I'm filming something at the moment, and um, mm. actors talk. They like to talk. And uh, t- the chat did come around to... To, uh, stump people and they are an extraordinary breed of people mm. and they are indestructible and there's a there's, a, there's something about the british stuntman who you know mm. it's like that thing of that daring do they, they you can knock them down they've got every bones broken they'll they, they wear it like a badge of honor yeah mm. so yeah I'm, again fascinating breed of people i mean when you kind of speak to those guys and you kind of see these films the making of and you've got you've got a bloke like your your dave part and he's saying so driving into the wall and then uh, I'm on fire. Yeah. And, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah, definitely. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, no, that was no problem. Yeah, no. Yeah. Uh, it, no, it, it, and I think that, that again, that badge of honour. It's yeah. like, yeah, and each one's a little box tick. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing. You've so got you, uh, Lynn. Yeah. You know, you say, oh, a female. Is this a female character? Lynn is a super fan uh, and the kind of super fan that you probably, you know, that you, you wake, if you're, a celebrity, you wake up and she's in your wheelie bin. And, you know, the, uh, that's the beauty of being on radio: is that you know you you can kind of carry on your life without people being too, yeah, aware queen, of, of, of your face. But mm. I think yeah, Queenie's an interesting one. Queenie's the one that's the hardest to explain because he's right. um, he's a, a violent. Oh, is he? Okay, but he's a very camp, effete sort of he. Um, he he went to prison for something that he did, right. and he's very open about it, in order to help his mother. Oh, okay. And he, in the process, he's, he hates lawyers. He right. hates lawyers and he hates bankers and he hates people people that he was kind of from. Mm. And in prison, he learned to become a fighting machine, but he's the most unlikely fighting machine. <laughs> and again, it's the kind of, on the face of it, it tells one story. The reality is a completely yeah. different story. 
This yeah. must be a joy, I suppose, as you get just mm. to do, you know, I mean, you, you did a, a, a very successful character for a long time yep. around, but so the chance to go out and do five must be a lot of fun. It's lovely, and I've got, I'm going to do a, I've got a new one called, he's a Christian swinger, who, um, who praises the, the, preaches the, the, the word of the Lord, but by sleeping with other people. Okay. Um, and, <laughs> and the uh, mayor of Kentish Town. The, the mayor of Kentish Town. Is he the viral internet sensation? He's the viral internet sensation. Yeah, it's and he's like that. He's he's a fast talking and he's you know he's like he's, he's the proper mayor of Kentish Town and he's not and he doesn't you know there's no flim flam involved. He's very very bright, but he's very very of the moment. He's very on the street. <laughs> So you think he's an idiot, but he ain't an idiot. He's very loquacious. He's very understanding. He's very if, so. He's he's one of those people that he speaks a lot of truth, but the yeah. way he speaks it is odd. Now you, you think just I'm ma- going to do my voices after that? Well, exactly. Well, I, I'm not, please don't. Um, you you just made a film about wrestling. Uh, we're like both a big lovers of wrestling. Walk like a panther. Great yeah. British cast it had, didn't it? Fantastic. Yep, Julian Sands, Stephen Graham, yep, Sue Johnson, Two Half Penny. And it was, it's one of the, it's a proper heartwarming family film about a group of wrestlers being put back together in order to get back in the ring and save their pub from being bulldozed and turned into whatever it be, flats, luxury yeah. flats. Mm. And it's up north and it's kind of, it feels like it's um, of the moment in that way. Mm. And it's a proper, you know, it's a proper British comedy film. It's very heartwarming. It's um, in that kind of full Monty yeah, that's right. You kind of mm, got tradition. I, from what I saw of the trailer, you get that that feel. So were you were you a wrestler? I'm the promoter. Oh, Pops, you're the promoter. Popsy Wilson Jr. And he's like, you know, he, and he's got a bit of a checkered past, as a lot of wrestling promoters. You know, again, that yeah. kind of slightly fly by night. He's got, a, you know, I've got a midget hip hop extravaganza, and they're called Shrink Rap. And he, so he's <laughs> on the kind of slightly, you know, in yeah, that nether like a Broadway of, Danny Rose, but from <laughs> exactly. U, a UK version of that. Yeah. Why don't more people know that film? It's yeah, oh, it's fantastic. It's a, it's a phenomenal. Piece it is brilliant. Oh, it is. Yeah. Now, this ten. show, uh, I think we all preferred on... his earlier, funnier stuff. Oh, we did. He actually <laughs> says in one of his own films. Very, very much so. Mm. This the show is, is yeah. only on for one night only, which is, it seems a shame, really. Well, do you know what? It's one of these things that I've, I've, re- I've revisited it. So I will I keep adding characters or take one away. And this is part of the Underbelly Festival, which is a big mm. festival over the road yeah. on the South Bank oh, yeah, yeah. in June, June the 15th on a Friday night. But I'm also. I'll be kind of revisiting it, putting it on on other places on you know odd nights, and I I don't like to do that whole going on the road for thirty day tour thing. Mm. I'm much I if I'm filming, I'll book something in in about two months time, yeah, and then look forward to doing that, and then you know it's just it's keeping all the balls up in the air. So where can, if people want to come and see you in action, there might be a bit of a show that turns up. Can they follow you on Twitter? They can follow or? me on Twitter. Go to my website, which is Steve First with a U, F-U-R-S-T dot com, Steve First dot com. Um, and I'm on Twitter. I'm on Instagram. And all, all of these social medias, all of them, <laughs> the big platforms. And may I say, it's, it's quite weird meeting you both here because I'm, mm. I often, I'm upstairs doing... Voiceovers. Voice so uh, you've said our name and Jacobs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever mm-hmm. time it is, you know, uh, are you on at one o'clock till three? Uh, one, one till four. One till four. One till four. God, yeah. they work you hard. Well, well, some of the trailers you've done for us, can you can can you remember? I, no, I mean, it, they, no, they just <laughs> come in. You come in. I read like a like a like a sheet like a chimpanzee, and then you know, it's like, and it's but it's those they've got a brilliant couple of people upstairs who write 
the trails. Yeah. Mm. And actually, this is one of the rare ones that you come in to do promos that you never quite know what you're going to get. Yeah. Who you're going to be playing. Yeah. 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 Good stuff. Good to see you, Steve. You too. Thank you very much. Thank you. Very best. Steve first in character. Enjoy the weather. Yeah, indeed. We will. Um, So, yeah, you can uh, go and see him in action uh, at the Underbelly Festival. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good afternoon, it's Paul Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on Chalk Sport, where uh, we're off to South America with Tim Vicker, as always, uh, on Wednesday to uh, get the very latest there. Sergio Aguero's having a little bit of a holiday before the World Cup. Yes. Although his dad's saying he'll be back soon, as everybody said he will play again this season. Oh, okay. yeah. But why risk him from City's point of view? No, absolutely. Know? The job is done. Um, we'll talk boxing and, uh, yep, a uh, bit more money for UK anti-doping. They often say we don't have the money or resources to find the drug cheats. Well... Uh, that's been up fairly considerably. So, and sniffer dogs will be amongst the many weapons. I didn't think that could work. Using. That's incredible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll find mm. out a bit more about that uh, later on. Sniffing around everybody's kit bag. Uh, <laughs> yeah. An athletics meeting. I suppose that's the way it's got to work, isn't it? Well, I suppose it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, that's uh, that's all to come. Uh, in the meantime, Andy, this uh, another little survey. Yesterday we brought you news yeah. of that survey that complaining more often, talking about mm. your ailments and forgetting people's names. Among the signs you're getting old. And uh, I don't want to rub this in, but uh, the, it says here, uh, how to write a formal letter, wire a plug, and multiply without a calculator are skills the over-55s hmm. are better at than millennials. Oh, yeah, well, that's And along with, can you do any of these things? Managing money, you're pretty good at that, aren't you? Yeah, not bad. Ironing, good ironer? No. Sewing on buttons? Hopeless. Really? Hmm. Spelling? Okay. Not okay. great, but not terrible. Grammar? Yeah. Apparently the kids don't care about grammar. No, I know. It's a shame, really. It's a shame. Poor old grammar. So there we are. That's it. It didn't really take us anywhere, but no. I thought I'd share it with you. It's fair enough. Did you see those photos of, um, they're quite horrible, actually. People are unhappy about it on social media. The Russian bear. Yeah, it was appalling. That was handing the ball yeah. to, uh, the, I'd love to see the same bear attack the FIFA dignitaries at the World Cup. <laughs> really? Yeah. Great Just go on, the, Infantino. go on the rampage. <laughs> yeah, it'd be yeah. marvellous. Well, you know, I, to be honest, that wasn't FIFA's handiwork. I mean, I don't think they're going to be no. taking that into the World Cup, are they? It wouldn't be a wouldn't, great idea. Yeah, let's, keep, a... let's keep the bear involved. <laughs> it was pretty horrible to watch, wasn't it, really? Handing the match ball to the referee. Now, I know you don't take the strikers. Buffon's opening, he's going to try and... <laughs> Uh, train it, only I would imagine to get hold of the ref. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now I know you're uh, you're not as big a fan of striker as I am. The sun, excellent well, sun. I, I, dip, I dip in and out now and again. I yeah. love it, and I'm delighted because uh, the world league is in danger of collapse. Yeah, this is uh, yeah. You, you lost, you weren't interested. You thought they jumped the well, shark with that shark, story, really. and Warbury are pulling out. Uh, but this week they're away to Darwin. Oh right, I'm not going. It's far too far for an away fixture. It's quite. <laughs> It's quite tough, isn't it, really? It's ridiculous That was always concept. the problem with the World League. <laughs> yeah. That and the fact it wasn't true, and it's a comic strip. They were two of the things I yeah, noticed. Yeah, those about. are the things that are really good. You ever heard of Colin <laughs> Bland, Andy? I think you Oh, have. Colin Bland, one of yeah. the greatest fielders. The sort of um, jaunty roads of his Derek day. Derek Randall type uh, well, fielder. Yeah. Or just the, yes, brilliant, brilliant fielder. Uh, Colin Bland, he was terrible. He's mm. just, sadly just died, 80. He was a South African. And he was the first of the superstar fielders, as Andy said. And uh, one day, apparently, South Africa were on a tour, 1965, tour of England, hmm. and the uh, Kent captain, uh, Colin Cowdery, uh, said, put on a little turn for the crowd. And he said, yeah, I don't mind if I do. So he did a bit of a fielding uh, exhibition. And he picked the ball up uh, uh, and threw it whilst running full tilt and hit the stumps 12 times out of 15. 
It's pretty brilliant. impressive. And everything you take for granted in the IPO, everything this wonderful field that you now see in modern cricket, he was the sort of start of that. Yeah. And, uh, funny, there's so much good stuff. Uh, when I saw that he passed this morning, I just went on to try and find some footage of him on YouTube. And there's amazing stuff of, from that South African tour, like Jonas introducing a sort of whole film thing. with it. What a different time it was. Cricket did look a very different game. Yeah, so. indeed, yeah. Amazing. Anyway, talking of that, um, I'm up to 52 now. Now you claim you claim to be able. You can't tell us all of them for various reasons, but you claim well, I can to tell be able. You. To, it doesn't mean you're I a man. Yeah. You're a man. No, some of them don't even want to know that you do, because I think they'll get you into trouble as well. So you're a man. Well, just yeah, saying that just, you can do it. Just saying you can do them. Just you don't, know I'm very me, unhappy let me, about this. Let me be the filter. So. Um, so you, you you claim to do fifty two. Give us a, a selection of some of the voices that okay. you can do. I won't do the voices, but because okay. you've heard them, on you many, think you can do occasions. impressions of all these people. Right. I'll I'll list them, and if you want to hear me do them, then I'll, I'll John Arlott. You don't want to hear me do that. You've heard me do that, that many times. Bill Shankly, yeah. Mr. Kipling, yeah. Roy Hodgson. That wasn't the bloke's name, Mr. Kipling. It wasn't really him. It was a bloke James with a voice over Hater. Name. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, okay. Fair oh, enough. we hate James Hater. We hate James. We are the James Haters. <laughs> if people are thinking, isn't that his Roy Hodgson? It's basically one impression. Oh, it's not by Roy 42, Hodgson. very, very slight. I mean, it doesn't, Roy Hodgson doesn't was do that, that. That was Tony Soprano. That wasn't. My Tony Soprano is slightly different to that. Okay. Rugby league man. Bruce Forsyth, I won't bother you with that. Tommy Cooper. Howard Handley. You can't do Tommy Cooper. Of course I can do Tommy Cooper. No, you can't. I've never heard you do Tommy Cooper. Uh, just like that. Well, yeah, anybody oh, everybody can just say, just like uh, that. Well, Bob. Uh, and Sean Dyche, you're absolutely right. The producer makes it. <laughs> it's just basically one impression he does. The man of one voice, Andy Jacobs. Howard Handley. Who's he? He was my sports teacher at primary school. <laughs> what, what Jacobs, he get in goals, he used to say to was, me. I take it he was Welsh? He was Welsh, yeah. Yeah. He's probably no longer. I don't know, he might be with us Thank still. You. Well, your teachers aren't still alive, Andy. <laughs> he might be. For goodness <laughs> sake. That's true, Blimey. actually. He would have been about 25 and I was about 10. Wow. So that's, uh, yeah. Yeah, it does say, well, I mean, they might well, be. Well, might be about 80 now. Yeah, okay. well, yeah let's hope you're out there, Mr. Handley. Handley. still telling people to get in goals. John Gwynn. John Gwynn's a bit like my Peter Dixon. I, only do, I can only do it by just saying his name. It's so. no good, yeah. Uh, what have I got here? Oh, Joe Grundy from The Archers. Cool. Wow, it's all zeitgeisty <laughs> this, isn't it? Peggy Woolley, you're, I do her as you well. You know Luke Kempner, are you? <laughs> I, can't, I, can't see, I can't see your murdering success field doing, uh, doing any of these. Howard Cosell. Lloyd Hannigan. That's my, quite good my Lloyd Hannigan. Yeah. Um, yeah. You don't want me to do that. No. Mr. Humphreys. <laughs> Mr. Yeah, okay, yeah. No, I'm just they're saying I'm free doesn't make you an impressionist. <laughs> Sean Dyche, as you mentioned there. Sean David Dyche, yeah, Wagner, Paul Lambert. Um, generically, I do Welsh, Dutch, French. Are you looking for work? It's like you're touting for work. Have, I am, actually. Have my, own uniform. My wife's actually uh, in, actively engaged in trying to get me voiceover work at the moment. She's not, is she? She is, yeah. I've given her a task. <laughs> Apparently, I need a showreel. I said, sure, I don't need a showreel. I'm on every day. That's my showreel, one to four. Really? I wouldn't be sending them what you do. I wouldn't be sending them what you do on here, mate, really. That's a massive That's mistake. very harsh. Yeah. What, when I read the, the ads and everything, when D- I do the reads? Dean Cooper thought Tommy Cooper was the dog from That's Life. <laughs> yeah, thanks very much. Um, various Greek companies, some I can't mention, as you say. Tony Soprano. Yeah, Marlon yeah. Brando. Marlon Brando. Oh, Marlon yeah. Brando, yeah, but yeah. I haven't got any. I need the, uh, I need the tissues. You need Cotmore tissues, tissues in your mouth. It's only, really, it's Marlon Brando and The Godfather, not yeah. in anything else, isn't uh, it? Really? Barney Rubble. It's a very old. This is like a sort of act <laughs> from the World Tappers and Shunders. <laughs> None of your impressions have moved on since about 1973, <laughs> they have they? haven't really. Ingwin Hughes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Antonio Conte, you heard the other day. Brian Clough. Yeah. 
Frank Spencer. <laughs> Frank Spencer. Son. These are all proud. Jay Jacobs. <laughs> Peter O'Sullivan. That'll do. Oh, I mean, you've really got to start bringing these up a bit more. W. Barrington Dolby. Are you telling me there's no call for that? <laughs> I, I, if you can get some voiceover work doing him, good luck with that. Good luck, Sue. Anyway, um, right. let's hear from... Uh, well, let's talk fashion now. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I created this. You do know this originally. What's that? Rugby you, league. You created rugby league. I had league to hand league. it over because I couldn't because do it. Because you couldn't do the voice. Oh, I found I couldn't do it very much. You know, That's I could right. only do it for the... So I sort of ran out of air. So I had to find an air apparent, which yeah. I did. That's right. And uh, this... He's much better at it than I am. I, he I certainly agree. is. And yeah. he does... This is Harry. What are you talking about? He's not a voice. This is how he speaks. He's rugby league man. <laughs> Come on. He exists. <laughs> and here he is with his uh, fashion summer crib sheet. This summertime. Finally, the temperatures are rising. And here's a summer crib sheet for you. While summer is an obvious improvement on winter, it's not without its challenges. As food, fashion and summer collide, the burning question is, what do you put on your vegan barbecue? The key is to stick to vegetables that you can append the word steak to. Thickly sliced wedges of cauliflower, aubergine or celeriac, asparagus and thinly sliced courgettes. And finally, it's all about fake tan. I hate applying fake tan, but I hate having glow-in-the-dark legs more. Here's how you do it. Don't bother exfoliating. First, rub body lotion into your knees, ankles and elbows. Then apply Central Pay self-tan express bronzing mousse everywhere, apart from on your hands and feet. Leave it on for an hour for a very light tan, or longer if you want to be darker. Anyway, I'll leave you with Will Smith. The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. I guess that makes me the Fresh Prince of Wakefield Trinity's Grown Bellevue. <laughs> nice, nice link. Uh, nice link there. Nice oh, yeah, they'll all be... I enjoyed that. They'll all be rumming in the fake tan in yeah. the... In the uh, Hilary DeVay. My Hilary DeVay, that was very... Are you going back to your impressions now, are no, you? Just some that I haven't mentioned. Yeah. Trevor Bailey. <laughs> Well, good luck. Good luck to you in your quest for voiceover work with that scattergun, eclectic mix of essentially the same. Just a showreel, just do them all. Just the same voice. Um, uh, you do a good. Uh, Michael Winner says that. Oh yes, that was always again. very popular. My winner. Yeah. That's very Kipling. The winner. Well, it's all Kipling. <laughs> It's all Kipling. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. So there we are. Maybe we should have a little TalkSport team Cludini at some point. You'd still be in there, wouldn't you? That's the way to get your beard growing. so hopeless at anything like that. I'd be absolutely useless. (laughs) Skeleton. About a month, yeah. Anyway, um, I'll catch up with you at the tail end of next week. Um, Andy and Max back tomorrow. Uh, Thanks, as always, for downloading us. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.